Hey guys, and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Haiki Adulting. It is your host, Jada Jones. I hope you guys have been doing well, at least more well than me. Um, if you guys heard my update in the last episode, I started having a flare-up again from TSW. Um, if you guys don't know what TSW is, I did a whole episode on that about two weeks ago. I already skipped last week, which sucks because I've just been focusing on my health and honestly shouldn't be apologizing for it, but it just feels so awful because I wanted to be back on the podcast and like going full fledged. But there's just some things that, you know, I have to take more slowly. It is very difficult navigating this chronic illness while trying to get back with life and start life again. But um, yeah, this episode I am so, so excited for. It is actually one that I recorded back in February, um, which is crazy because I looked at the episode and didn't even realize that we recorded this that long ago. But it's one of my favorite people in the world. Her name is Sophie Jordan Collins. Um, she's an LA actor here. And yeah, she's freaking amazing i her story is just so cool and i feel like typically when you guys think of a lot of people who like move to la or move to new york to start their dreams you think of someone who already has a huge ton of money saved up or parents who are helping them or x y and z and sophie really just dives into the nitty-gritty on how she was able to move with little to no money to california to start her dreams um and how she started in college didn't end up taking that path um moving to la working as an assistant for a huge youtuber like she's just freaking cool and honestly she reminds me a lot of myself yeah i i really love this episode because it really highlights the high key adulting like I guess morals that I follow by anything that you want to achieve it you you can you definitely definitely can and I think she's just the prime example of that and I'm so excited to finally be having this episode I've never had an episode recorded that long ago and not posted what happened was that I was trying to get this episode sponsored and it just took so so long for the company to get back to me and then it was just a whole ton of mess and then I ended up pausing the podcast and then it was just it was just chaos on all ends, to be honest. So I don't really know what happened there, but it's okay. Uh, we're here now and it's even more exciting because Sophie is actually in Tokyo right now, which is insane. So if that just doesn't show you that her story and her drive and her hustle is something that's gotten her these opportunities, I don't know what else to tell you but yeah she even vlogged the experience she currently has like two vlogs on her channel right now i like binge watched them yesterday so so good so exciting to see her living her dreams and just continuing to pursue acting from how she started but i guess i'll go ahead into some things going on in my life not that there's anything super interesting but i feel like just keeping the podcast updated reminds me reminds you guys just kind of what's going on but today is currently november 11th so it's 11 11 very lucky day my skin has not been doing the best it has been very painful and it's been a really really hard past like two weeks but I'm I really don't have a choice but to push through right now so I'm trying to push through while also trying to give myself you know the time to just chill out and not really stress about my skin but it's so so hard to do um I want to come back to YouTube soon I want to come back and do all these things soon and even my startup with my business with Brie for Boulevard and Co we want to do stuff with that um I just have so many things in the works that I want to do but I just I just it's gonna just take some time a couple of days ago I decided with my partner that we are actually going to move out of LA for a bit um it's not it's not permanent we definitely want to be back as soon as possible it's just right now with the timeline my lease ended in october and i came back in october like the day that i came back to la october 11th my my lease was over the next day but we had already told my apartment building that we were going to be going month to month for a little bit we just didn't know how long but i had to like i had to fulfill my my lease duties so i had to be here till october so once i got back and i was feeling well like we just kind of assumed we were going to stay here till like the new year and then probably try and move into a new place like after the new year but it just doesn't make sense right now for us to be paying this kind of money like and it, and we're gonna go home for christmas and it's just it's a lot so we're making a really bold decision <laughs> at this very moment to let go of the apartment and um, just kind of gauge how my skin is healing. We're going to go back to North Carolina for a bit and we're driving. <laughs> um, I've never done any kind of long distance traveling or of any sort. Um, 
in a car. I don't know how it's going to go even with my skin condition. I don't know. We're just going to play it out. I, I feel like it's a really crazy decision, but it's the one that makes the most sense for right now. I mean, I live in a studio, so the most of the stuff that I own is just like my clothes. Everything else can mostly be sold and like put into boxes, but I'm leaving a lot of my clothes here because I just don't need all those clothes back in North Carolina right now, especially because I'm going to be back sometime in the new year. Um, but yeah, but I know that we have a lot of stuff to do for moving because that's that's a big deal and obviously I want to try and get content and vlog and do all those things but we'll see how that goes we'll just see how that goes right now but yeah I guess this is the first place that I'm kind of saying all these updates but so yeah in about a month or less than a month we will be leaving to embark on a journey back to North Carolina um we're doing this for multiple reasons I think one we definitely wanted to have the car and like we're just calculating expenses and right now to fly to Charlotte it is so so expensive uh I don't know if it's just because they're trying to renovate the new airport or whatever but like all of the tickets going in and out of Charlotte are like mad expensive like it is cheaper to fly to New York it is cheaper to fly literally anywhere else but Charlotte prices it's like already like $900 even looking for going back to um going back for like christmas season december season and it's ridiculous so like if we're calculating like 900 dollars approximately each so that's like 1800 plus another like i wouldn't want to leave my car out here so i would ship my car it would be about another thousand two hundred dollars to ship my car and then all of my belongings that like I would be bringing with me, you know, and shipping that. It's just, it's starting to look really pricey and it just doesn't really make sense. And so that's one of the reasons. But the second reason is also, I've just been having this innate feeling in my body that I want to travel. I want to see the world. I've always been a travel like bug person. I've just never really had the time because like you guys know, I was an actor, still an actor. I don't know why I said was in past tense. Still an actor, just on a hiatus right now. But when when you're an actor, you kind of have to have an open, as open of a schedule as you possibly can. And that's really hard to do sometimes because you want to plan for the future. You want to plan like travels and events and all this stuff. But like genuinely, if you get booked, like all of those plans go out of the drain and you're focusing on work. So I never really planned anything too far in advance but now because i'm going through the skin condition it's just it makes sense that i'm able to plan things um closer and like further away and just gauging on how my skin heals like i feel like right now is the perfect time if i want to like take this huge road trip across the united states to go back to north carolina like this seems like the best time to do it you know i've always wanted to make that drive um kind of scary but i think it's gonna be really fun and exciting like i i, I truly just want to see america i guess like i don't know i guess we want to just see it and explore um and get a feel for that kind of life i don't know i i really do just appreciate travel and i think being cooped up for so long not just from the pandemic but also just from like me personally and like being isolated from the world while going through the skin condition for the past like six months it has been so like lonely and dark in my mind that like it just makes me feel like i need a perspective shift so i think that driving is gonna do more than just driving like it's way more than just us driving across it really is me finding a love for life again I guess that sounds so like dramatic and crazy but it, it really it's really not I just want to I just want to see the world that's about it um and I don't know where that's gonna go after that but um yeah we're just planning on having the car back in Charlotte and all of my belongings and Chris's belongings and we're gonna be there for a bit we don't know how long we want to be back sometime in the new year we just don't know when and we're not really trying to rush it because we have family that we're staying with so it just doesn't make sense to like rush anything that we don't have to we're also trying to like financially be stable before we come back out here it, it really took a toll on us these couple of months not being able to really fully work because of my condition and whatever so yeah that I guess that's the update that's the biggest update I just didn't know if I wanted to say it but I'm glad I'm glad I could share I'm glad I could share I think that's about it though I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode I hope you guys are staying healthy happy all all the good things um I I really want to keep this podcast going every single week it's just really 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 difficult to do because of my condition right now I'm focusing on so many other things and now especially with the move coming up I just there's a lot going on I don't know how often we're gonna have uploads but typically you guys know I upload every Tuesday so you guys should be expecting some kind of episode 
going up on Tuesdays. And if there just happens to not be an episode, you guys know why. So, yes, that's it. I'm tired of talking. This is exhausting. Um, I love you guys so, so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Sophie. Go ahead and follow her. Do all the things. Support her. And, yeah, I will talk to you guys in a future episode. Bye-bye. Guys, today I have such a fun in-person guest, Miss Sophie. How are you? I am so good, Jada. How are you? I'm so good. Guys, she brought me beignets. This is going to be a very fun episode. Sophie moved here. When did you move here, actually? I officially moved to California in August of 2020. Oh, so you've been here for a while. Yeah, so then I moved to Los Angeles in May of 2021. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you weren't in, like, LA, LA at the beginning. Got it. Um, Yeah, so you guys are always asking, like, how do I move to LA if I'm, you know, if I'm financially doing it by myself and, you know, acting, if you're trying to get into acting and I just want you guys to have as many perspectives as possible. And I think Sophie has one of the best stories. It's just so admirable to me. And the fact that, you know, you're always constantly working on set and you're just like negotiating your, your own networking and doing all the things like you are your own businesswoman, and I'm so proud of you. So introduce yourself to the podcast. Who are you? <laughs> Hello guys. My name is Sophie Jordan Collins yes. and I am a 20 year old actress living in Los Angeles. I am originally from Michigan, and so I moved here in August of 2020. Should I just mm-hmm. dive into yeah, the whole do thing? It. Yeah, do okay. So I moved here in August of 2020 to attend college at Vanguard University, which is a college in Costa Mesa, California. So that's mm-hmm. Orange County. And so I went there because they have an acting for film program, and oh, I didn't want to do, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do like theater or anything like that. And so kind of my thought process throughout this whole thing is that I knew I wanted to come to California Mm -hmm. at 18 and audition. And so I didn't love the idea of college. I'm not going to lie. I took a trip to Los Angeles and I did one of those acting conventions where you pay like thousands and thousands of dollars (laughs) exactly and then you perform in front of like agents and managers and da 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 so I did that exactly (laughs) I did that when I was 16 and that made me realize that I loved the industry and I wanted to act. So mm-hmm. I am grateful for that, despite it literally costing like $5,000. Oh, no, I definitely had a similar experience, so don't worry. Yeah. yeah, and so I did that, and that made me realize, like, yes, I want to go to California. I mm. want to do this acting thing full on. And so as I was thinking my senior year of high school in 2020, I was like, do I just move there? Do I just move to Los mm-hmm. Angeles? Should I do college, et cetera, et cetera? And I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to move to Los Angeles, I want to do it really soon like I want to do it at the time all my friends are leaving for college Mm -hmm. I just I want to go fall of 2020 and so I knew that I couldn't just financially save up the money Mm -hmm. while I was in high school there was just no way I was going to be able to save up like 10 or 20 thousand (laughs) dollars with that 10 like 10 dollars an hour minimum exactly yeah in Michigan it's like 925 yeah no some of my friends are literally they're like yeah I get paid like eight dollars an hour like 725 and I'm like huh I know it's crazy um so yeah I figured out that there was essentially no way I could just save Mm -hmm. up enough money and move in the fall could I have stayed longer and saved up money to move later on probably Probably. but Mm -hmm. I was super eager I was young whatever and so I decided okay I'm gonna go to college and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna study acting and the reason I decided that is because I was kind of a nerd in high school (laughs) a little bit of a perfectionist as I'm sure a lot of you actors out there I feel like it's kind of in our blood and so I graduated like top of my class and so I knew that I had done really well in school and could get a big academic scholarship Mm -hmm. and so um, as I was applying for schools and I looked into this university in Costa Mesa California they gave me a large academic scholarship and then I also interviewed I flew out here and I interviewed for their honors program as well so I got a scholarship come on and then so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so my family doesn't have a lot of money Mm. either Um, And so that was never an option, really, my Mm -hmm. parents to, like, loan me money to move out here or for school. I didn't have a college savings, Mm -hmm. none of that. Um, Same. Literally, when doing, like, FAFSA, our estimated family contribution was zero. Yeah. The state didn't expect my family to pay anything for college Mm -hmm. because that's how low income they were. They were going off of um, my mom's income. She's, like, a single mom. My parents Mm -hmm. are divorced, Mm -hmm. and she was who I lived with most of the time. And so, um, yeah, our family... 
our estimated family contribution was zero and so I got the max amount from yeah. the government as well mm-hmm. and so a big chunk of college was covered and so I was like okay perfect so I literally thought that I was going to school for almost free and then mm-hmm. I had local scholarships and things like that so I'm like vibing out you know mm-hmm. COVID just happened I'm thinking in my head like I'm moving to California oh, yeah. I'm not gonna have to pay August, anything said August 2020 so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like thinking in my head, like, this is perfect. I'm going to go to college and I'm not going to have to pay anything out of pocket. And then while I'm in mm-hmm. Costa Mesa, I'm going to go to LA for auditions <laughs> and like, I'm going to be living there for nearly free. And then something like happened um, in regards to, I don't really know what happened with the school, but there was an additional cost that oh. we weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking, was I'm not even going to need to take out student loans. No, it was something like because I wanted to study acting for film, it was like extra acting stuff. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Camera equipment Mm. and stuff like that. So they tagged on an extra like $5,000. And that was like a no. And that was, um, yeah, that was, I was like, what the heck? Like I Mm. wasn't, actually it was more than $5,000. It was like $10,000. And so I was like, what the heck? So um, basically I ended up having to take out a couple thousand dollars mm-hmm. in student loans. Um, I'm just gonna, I'll be straight up with mm-hmm. you guys. It was $5,500 mm-hmm. I took out in student loans. And then I still had a balance of a couple thousand dollars that I was mm-hmm. going to be paying out of pocket every yeah. month. Dang. And so, um, yeah, I ended up paying a couple, I don't know, six, $700 every month Damn. in addition yeah. to taking out those student loans. But again, in my head, I was like, six or seven hundred dollars to live in california right versus what yeah um, for sure versus what rent would be Mm -hmm. and then the cost of living and then i knew i was going to be getting like quote unquote free acting classes Mm -hmm. because i was going to school i would be in a safe place um i got to have my car on campus all of this stuff and so that was i ended up just i was like pondering it a lot because i really didn't want to take out student loans yeah um but i was like pondering it and something just felt okay about Mm. it like in my spirit I felt yes this is like scary and I don't necessarily want to do this but this feels right going Mm -hmm. in the fall feels right and so I'm gonna do this so I did take out the loans um I'd been working at Target throughout the pandemic and so since school moved to online Mm -hmm. I was working like 40 hours so I was able to save up money to cover that couple hundred dollars every month and so I packed up all of my stuff by myself at 18 years old and moved myself across the country. I drove from Michigan to California. My parents, again, were just not in a place where they could come with me. And so I did it literally mm-hmm. all by myself at 18 years old. Yes. Sometimes I think about that now. I'm 20. Yeah, it's only been like a year and a half, but sometimes I'm like, whoa, I'm like glad I did that. No, but also yeah. like, but that's crazy. How? I think, but I I think when you're so young, you just feel this like, it's like, yeah, you're being naive, but at the same time, I think when we're quote-unquote children, it's like things are just more possible. Like, yeah. you just kind of, you know, and then I think that's like, because I moved to New York at 17. Like, yes. I did the same. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So that's why yeah. I'm like, yo, like, when I think about that, I'm like, ooh, and the, like the 17-year-old. My sister's 17 right now, yeah. and I could not picture her just like, oh, we love LA. I know. We love Hold LA. Hold for sound. <laughs> Hold for sound. I could not imagine my sister just, like, packing everything and going by herself. Like, and I know, yeah. like, you know, I have Asian moms, so, like, Asian, like, parents and, like, you know, they didn't move out their house till like they were about to get married till like usually like twenty eight because like oh, wow. yeah because she lived in like Singapore, Malaysia, and like no one okay. really just moves out of their parents' house like that's not normal mm-hmm. at like eighteen, seventeen, like you know, and so it was just this wild thing yeah, and like now I think about it too and I'm like how the hell like yeah. what what are we doing anyway? Yeah. But you're here, <laughs> you're uh, yeah, it. yeah, and so um yeah so that happened and in the fall I kind of loved college mm-hmm. I was getting involved in like the community and the theater community and things were like good for me I used to, like LA casting mm-hmm. and backstage and all that stuff yeah. and I would do like little indie feature films and like drive to LA and they'd give me like 20 bucks for gas <laughs> oh and, yeah you know and I was going on set and auditioning and that was really good and then I went home for Christmas so mm-hmm. I was home for a month in December and then I moved back to college in January um and so yeah January of 2021 mm-hmm. so college has started and for whatever reason, um, in January of 2021, mm-hmm. the first thing I booked was a little Dirk music video. <laughs> if you guys Stop. know. Lyrical Lemonade, Cole Bennett. Okay, and so they they post a lot of these on LA Casting looking yeah. for like exotic female they dancers. Yeah. Like, we'll pay you $800 a day. It's yeah. this big rap mm-hmm. artist, whatever. But like, I'm a, t- I'm a tall skinny blonde. To give you guys an idea of what I look like, I'm not exotic or a, a dancer or whatever. So when I saw that they were looking for a tall skinny blonde for Lil Dirk's music video, I was you like, were like, hell. 
what the heck? Yeah. So I (laughs) submitted for it, and the music video was Kanye Crazy. So basically, if you haven't seen the music video, I have not. um, I need to. I'm gonna link that for you guys. (laughs) Yeah, Lil Durk. So basically, in the music video, he goes through all Kanye's like famous moments throughout his life, and so I was playing Taylor Swift when he stole when he stole (gasps) the Grammy from her. I have seen some pictures of that from you. That's so funny. So um, like that happened, and it was just one of those weird little random gigs where it seemed so sketchy on LA casting the the casting director was just like texting me and I was like what am I doing I drove to this warehouse in downtown LA from college <laughs> and I was like I might get kidnapped tonight yeah um no I, then I got to set and um I could tell right when I got there it was like a pretty professional set like hair and makeup were super mm-hmm. good and things like that and then I did the music video mind you I didn't know who <laughs> Dirk was at this time or Cole Bennett or Lyrical yeah. Lemonade like I am I'm more of a like indie like pop yeah. kind of girl yeah. so I had not more of a even... kind of girl right exactly <laughs> yeah um so then that happened and um that ended up being kind of a big thing it got like millions of views mm-hmm. on YouTube and stuff like that and that was nice and then from there I just started booking bigger and bigger especially commercials I worked with like Kenra Professional which is a hair brand Moroccan Oil Waxer Next Level Apparel Fabletics like I had been mm-hmm. booking these larger commercial in-person gigs Um, And so I was not on my college campus a lot. I was Mm -hmm. in L.A. a lot doing those gigs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I kind of like secluded myself from college, I guess. Like I basically couldn't be as involved as I had been in the fall. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of just like stopped being involved in college at all. Like I did my classes. I didn't tell you guys this, but um, so all the classes were online Mm -hmm. the entire school year. All the classes were online. So I was living on campus, yes, but everything was online, which worked out for me because I Mm -hmm. wanted to audition and I didn't really want to be in school. I just wanted to be in California, Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, so yeah. So by this point, you had been in college for how long? Like how many months was this? So this was, at this point, January, let's just say January of 2021. So Mm -hmm. I started college in August of 2020. So so. it was only a couple months and you did all of that already yes dang girl yeah okay so january and february mm-hmm. were crazy this yeah. was january and february of 2021 mm-hmm. those two months right before yeah, I there moved was here. a lot yeah. of like commercial work um and yeah things just really started picking up did you so me. did you use those connections um, that you made to like keep doing that or did you leverage no. the gigs that you already had like how did that, that happen? was yeah i would say it was probably leveraging the gigs yeah because a lot of people had. like say um, that they don't even get like their stuff seen on backstage or yeah. actors access so like how did you feel like you had a leg up like you do you just have a really yeah. good profile what did you do um yeah so gosh i leave notes sometimes so I, I always think, like, leave notes if the, there's a box um, mm. in the taylor swift one i think for example like um i said like i'm five foot nine i have crazy i have similar hair to her crazy mm-hmm. wavy hair like she does things like that i think that helps to set you apart putting your contact information in the notes mm. is also important just because sometimes they don't want to look at your yeah sometimes they don't go lazy. the extra step yeah, yeah. so just making Smart. it easy mm-hmm. as easy as possible as you can for them i think that helps um being early submitting mm-hmm. early i think helps too yeah a lot of the time they don't look at all the submissions they need last minute yeah and they yeah. get hundreds of hundreds like i mean i remember yeah. um i think when i was living in new york they had this like reebok ad shoot like this guy did um freelance work for reebok which is huge and so he just needed like a couple models to like shoot some whatever like shoot some shots or whatever yeah. and like he was like uh, I, I did the extra due diligence of just like reaching out to him like via DM because I was like he's probably not going to see all of these things on backstage and he, he, he told me when I got there he was like thanks so much for reaching out to me yeah. because literally I had to go through like 500 bot mm-hmm. accounts and he was like I, I didn't want to do that and so once you reached out yeah. to me it was like you were available like I just booked you on the spot and it was like $500 or something just to like mm-hmm. go and shoot something for like less than two hours you yeah. know stuff like that yeah. yeah so yeah it does set you apart by like reaching out doing your extra due diligence obviously and like as mm-hmm. professional of a way as possible don't just like reach out to people and be like cast me for your right, yeah. music video yeah like yeah. there's definitely ways to go about it but i mean i, I can tell it's worked for you so yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of the time on backstage in la casting it is the same casting directors yeah. and so it is for it's example, the same names yeah yeah so for example when i do book with one of them especially if i get their contact information mm-hmm. make sure you're pleasant to work with on right. set so they like you and they remember you um, and things like that but I yeah I definitely mm-hmm. would reach out and be like hey girl I saw that you posted this on backstage like yeah. it was so fun mm-hmm. working with you guys I would love to be a part of this right. or audition for this um, make sure you always say you'd love to audition mm-hmm. for it don't just like assume you know yeah. 
give me the part but um Mm -hmm. yeah definitely reaching out is super important dude that's awesome Alrighty, i guess we'll segue into you and working like this is such a fun story Mm -hmm. that i love to hear so go ahead and dive into that yeah yeah so as i'm you know doing these gigs and things like that in la and kind of still doing well in school um i should say that i didn't like (laughs) stop going to classes um again my perfectionist tendencies i had a 4.0 i was Mm -hmm. slightly dying between (laughs) school and then also doing these gigs but it was great um yeah so on backstage i was self-submitting for acting jobs a Mm -hmm. lot and i saw this posting this was in january for a job for a YouTuber who was looking for somebody to both act in his videos and then kind of do production type stuff. Mm -hmm. And it said like 30 to 40 hours a week. And I was like, well, I live kind of close to LA. Like I could probably make this work and I'm an actor. I would love to act in his videos. Like this would be, Mm -hmm. this would be sick. And so I just submitted for the job. And so what set me apart for this job, because they told me they had hundreds and hundreds of submissions on backstage, is they requested a video. And so a video saying why you are right Mm -hmm. for this YouTube company. So I filmed a little like three to four minute video in my car of just me kind of like hyping it up, you know, like I, I made my first YouTube video when I was 10 years yeah. old, like I, I watch lots of YouTube, I love, I have lots of little siblings, it was for, um, so the YouTuber, I'll just say it, it's Squava Juice, mm-hmm. um, that's the channel, and so we make like lots of children's mm-hmm. skit videos, um, is kind of the vibe there, and so I was like, I have lots of little siblings, I know what kids <laughs> like, like yeah. I, I made this whole little video, and so um, a couple weeks later I got a text asking me to interview um and so I did a virtual interview and then he kind of almost hired me on the spot pretty much is what it it. was um and then so they hired me for a three-month trial first I should say Mm -hmm. that and so that's what they tip that's um, typical for like personal assistant type jobs like that yeah yeah just to see if it's a fit because like you might not even like the job yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah and so I started there in mid-February of 2021 and so i was working like 30 to 40 hours it's been a, a year week. it has oh my goodness yeah, I think february 8th it's been wow. a year since i wow. started working there but yeah so um yeah so i started working there and then i was also doing gigs as well on backstage and la mm-hmm. casting i am repped as well i was repped um while i was back home in michigan i started submitting for agents so by the time i moved to la i already had a commercial and a theatrical agent yep. i was very like I wanted to come out here mm-hmm. and make sure that I had the agents and so um, stuff that they would get me jobs as well. And you pitched yourself or like how was that process for you? Yeah. Um, yes, I pitched myself. I submitted my headshots and my resume and my dinky little student film reel <laughs> um, from back home in Michigan, all the student films I did. But I sent that off to like 207 agents mm-hmm. during COVID. Yeah. Um, agents. Damn. Yeah. And I got responses from six of them. Wow. I submitted to 207 and I got responses from six. And that's how you six. do it. Wow. Yeah. Dude. And so. And guess um, what? And that's all you need. And that's all you need. No, for exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. And honestly, when it came time to like interview with them all, I was a little bit overwhelmed mm-hmm. even with six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that happened. And I got repped, I think, July just before mm-hmm. I came out here. I wouldn't recommend trying to get reps in LA unless you're about to move here. Yeah, they don't really that's what work I'm saying. That's how I got my manager. And like, well, yeah. I will say things are different with the like COVID climate, like from, I feel like just from our experience, mm-hmm. but like um, definitely because I moved in April 2021. So like it's almost been a year coming in like two months. But like mm-hmm. right before then, I already was repped theatrically, but I was like, a manager would be sick. And I think this yeah. is the best time to pitch myself because I am literally going to be there i mean it's literally the same thing because covid like everything is self-taped so like it doesn't really matter but at the same time it's like just the thought like it just sounds better to a manager or an agent to be like (laughs) hey i'm in la like that sounds so much better to be like yeah i guess i'll move whenever i like want to but like can you rep me like i'm in iowa you know like and it's fine but they don't see it that way so Mm -hmm. either you have to pitch the heck out of it like i'm i'm about to move there like i'm about to be there like this is when i will be there or you just like you're just gonna have to wait like especially Mm -hmm. for commercial because commercial moves fast and it's usually local higher la like you have to be in la you cannot just like especially with covid now too it's like you can't just be Mm -hmm. like you know like cross-contaminating from states or whatever like they don't really want that yeah so so yeah so yeah hmm. And if you think about it from the agents and managers perspective, like it makes sense. Yeah. If, if the they commercial need people the that client, are going to be, yeah. Yeah. If mm-hmm. they want somebody the next day and yeah. like say the rate is like a thousand dollars, even to take a couple hundred to fly you out yeah. from wherever when they're 
I mean, I hate to burst anybody's bubbles. You're special and we love you, but there are a lot of actors there's out so here. Many, and there are and there's so many that are willingly exactly uh, like, ready available to go. and go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it does make sense on their end, but. But yeah, I mean, it is a huge sacrifice. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. again, you and I both don't come from like huge money backgrounds. So yeah. it really is something that like, if you want it, you've got to go for it, you yeah. know, and you have to, as much as like the odds are against you in any type of way, like you have to go for what you want. You know, if this yeah. is what you want, you have to go for what you want. Yeah. yeah. And so I got that job in February. And so that was, I mean, super awesome. We do a lot of, that job has opened so many opportunities to me of just like fun stuff because mm, it's a YouTube environment. Yeah. Like we go, we went to Disneyland and we so filmed creative. a video there. Yeah. And yeah, we go to different studio spaces all the time. A couple weeks ago, we were shooting at um, a space where like the Godfather was filmed <laughs> yeah, in I one love of that. the studios. It was yeah. just... Um, it's opened up a lot of a lot of fun opportunities and it's a really fun job and I get to act in the videos mm-hmm. sometimes and buy props and things like that. Um, and it yeah, it's super duper awesome. And so I was working there. I was doing college full time. I would do classes on my breaks as I was working there. And then I was also doing gigs wow. as well from backstage Girl. and LA casting. Yeah. I was literally sleeping like five hours a night. I look back at pictures of myself from that like, time. Well. <laughs> I know, yeah. I yeah. It was honestly, it was taking a toll on me for sure. Like my, I even looking at pictures now, I was so thin. I lost a mm. lot of weight. My skin was bad. Like mm. I could just tell that it was getting bad. But I really just had to kind of grind it out for a couple mm. of months. So that was from like February to May, and then. Um, it came time in May where they were kicking us out of the dorms. <laughs> and so um, had I, because I had this stable income with my YouTube job as opposed to just So you were literally doing, driving back and forth for a bit. Every day. Oh from Orange gosh. County to Los Angeles. Sophie. Yeah, so it was an hour and a half there and an hour and a half back. So that was Yo. like three hours of driving. I would listen to lectures as I was driving there. Yeah, Monday through Thursday we work. And so, yeah, it was craziness. And then on the weekends I would try to catch up on school. And then if I booked something, like a commercial shoot or something like that, I was like, Mm -hmm. well, RIP to like, I don't know, my (laughs) life. I don't know. I really don't know how I did it. Yeah. um, Yeah. So they kicked us out of the dorms in May. And because I had this stable income, I wasn't just doing gigs anymore. It wasn't just like a couple hundred dollars here, a couple hundred dollars Mm -hmm. there. It was like I had a stable income. This job allowed me to move from the dorms to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and it made me feel stable enough to where I could I say quote unquote drop out of college but I did technically I do have enough credits for an associate's degree in acting oh, for queen. film <laughs> um but <laughs> here let's get real real with y'all they added like a little bit of a charge of at course. my school at the end of the year like a couple thousand dollars that I technically they think I owe or whatever, yeah. so they won't give me my Your associate's degree, yeah. degree until that you I pay don't this even off. Need right now, so but okay. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going back there. So I'm like <laughs> at this point, I'm not going to pay it off. I might handle that one day, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, I have started off paying my student loans though. Lucky, lucky for me because of COVID, student mm-hmm. loans are like frozen, so they're not building any interest. So I'm honestly like, I have a good chunk of them yeah. paid off, and I would say at this point I do not regret taking them out because I think that that season of my life where I was auditioning and kind of figuring California Mm -hmm. out and get even getting to experience college has given me so much like life experience yes and then also had I not been in California in January I wouldn't have applied for the job for the YouTuber which ultimately allowed me to leave college and move to LA and have a stable income and it's the perfect actor day job I was just about to say yeah Mm -hmm. it's creative and it's fun, but not only that, they are so flexible. My team is so awesome. If they awesome. get it, like, you booked, yeah. yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I book a gig, they've n- literally never told me no. And I'd say I probably missed, like, at least 20 days of work last mm-hmm. year due to acting gigs. Mm-hmm. And they were so fine every time. And then when I have auditions, they're super chill about it, too. Mm-hmm. Um and then it's also been nice at this job, too, because I definitely work more on the production side yeah. than I am in front of the camera. Mm. Um, and so I'm now a trained audio engineer. Come on. I can do, like, wow. sound mixing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then I understand a lot more about, like, lighting. Mm-hmm. And I and stuff like that I, you should know as an actor. Exactly. Like, I took tech my yes. senior year or my junior slash senior year of high school yeah. um, just because. Like, I wasn't a, the- a tech major, but yep. I did theater. And, like, you learn so much more. And you also respect those people yes. more. And, yeah. like, I mean, if anything, if anything that we learned about, you know, the strikes and all that stuff that was mm-hmm. going on, what, end of last year, like, you know, our tech people are always, like, getting screwed yeah. over all the time, left and right. So it's so important to 
respect these people and mm-hmm. understand what they're really doing for you you become so much of a better actor I yes think. yeah yeah it's been so nice to yeah exactly now when i go on to set and like us actors we have a lot of like time waiting around even when so i'm on much. commercial <laughs> shoots I'll, most of the time we always joke that we're paid to wait around but we no, have to free seriously and it's true seriously. even on these little commercial shoots that i do um that i just booked from alley casting and backstage Agreed. and stuff like that there's around. still a lot of waiting around but while we're waiting around for most of this 12-hour day mm-hmm. crew is grinding it out they're setting up the lighting and i didn't realize until like being on set and being a part of this how tedious like filmmaking is and how everything matters Mm -hmm. so much yep a couple weeks ago i was doing some stand-in stuff for a hulu series Mm -hmm. and um we took 10 hours for two shots that's ridiculous because they were so specific Mm -hmm. of how they needed the shots to look Mm -hmm. so literally and as thank god they gave us that much time like Mm -hmm. they knew especially because it's hulu they're so specific Mm -hmm. about what they wanted um but yeah 10 hours for two shots of like two shots of one production you know yeah Yeah. barely any movement because it takes so long to light and stuff like that so honestly i was probably out there working maybe two maybe one or two hours of this 10 hour day but crew was like slaving with the lights Mm -hmm. and and everything as they always are yeah yeah and it's important to um just as an actor a little side note make Mm -hmm. sure you guys like like you said kind of know Mm -hmm. the film side and know the terms like you should know what a gaffer is you should Mm -hmm. know what a production assistant does you should know what an ad does you should know all of those things yeah. it's just gonna help you a lot in terms of like making mm-hmm. connections and also like that's really important to oh, be nice yes. to crew because yes. crew has a say mm-hmm. especially if it's like the ad or the camera op or something when they are working on other sets if somebody is like talking with them and they're mm-hmm. like oh we need a um sometimes they'll just pull you in while you're on set just to yeah. be in something because yes. like like right like yeah. say they need like someone to be featured to get like closer shots of them or something mm-hmm. like that they'll just pull you on the side because they're like oh like we had a good conversation like oh yeah, come here exactly. they have say they literally exactly. have say so they yeah do. yeah mm-hmm. yep i know the pas talk to the 80s and the 80s they all talk, talk to the yeah. camera ops and the camera talks talk to, to the director, the director. <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah it's all connected make sure you are pleasant nice. to work with and yeah. know know your stuff a little bit yeah so. yeah i feel like people fail to realize especially just like joining the acting industry it's just like oh like yeah we just get to act and have fun and do everything we can in front of the camera and that's all that matters and i'm like nor this is a literal yeah. like <laughs> circle of life like there's so much going on behind the scenes in front of the scene like there's so much going on and yes. it's important to be aware of everything so if you guys are wondering like things to study or whatever like do that like research yeah. that stuff go on youtube yes. and be like what is the you know the day in the life of a gaffer like things yeah. like that like yeah. try looking up that stuff that's fun mm-hmm. yeah yeah especially as an actor it's so good to have things that set you apart mm-hmm. and even just that understanding what everybody yeah. does is gonna set you apart on seriously set. being able to talk mm-hmm. to those people about their jobs and making jokes with them about mm-hmm. the lighting yes, and things like it's, that yeah and, like um what's yeah. it called i remember working on my first like short film like horror film and mm-hmm. they whenever they clap the little thingy and they're mm-hmm. like oh like yeah like scene one take like apple and then they do like a b yes. all the way through z and if you don't get that like things like that like yes. you should get all of that stuff so mm-hmm. that you can joke around it's so much more fun and like yeah. they also respect you so much more when they're like oh like whenever i'm on set like they're i'm like yeah like i do youtube and i do like editing and all of a sudden yes. like lighting and i get like everything it's like you kind of know the ins and outs of things and then they love you so much more (laughs) yeah yeah you're killing it on the gig side i think that that's just so admirable so many people are trying to again like dive into that and just Mm kind of like scared to do it don't really know what to do so i go through like your your profile what's on your profiles right now that you feel like make you stand out at least for the initial like look yeah i think just having headshots that really represent you Mm -hmm. and so i think too um in january i had just gotten new pictures mm-hmm. okay that was something i should have touched on yeah. when gigs started picking up for me in january of 2021 smart i had just gotten new mm-hmm. headshots mm-hmm. that really like represented me um and so i think like really take a genuine look at yourself and kind of maybe ask some friends mm-hmm. um maybe don't ask like your mom what she thinks yeah, when she looks correct because she'll <laughs> say like a perfect little angel mm-hmm. but really take a understand what you look like physically mm-hmm. i guess um for a while, because I'm a tall blonde, I felt like in the fall, especially my agents were pitching me for like sexy, like mm-hmm. hot girl yeah. roles, da 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 da. But like, if you guys can't tell by talking to me, like I'm a sweet little Midwestern girl. <laughs> yeah. Like my natural essence when you talk to me as a mm-hmm. person, I feel like isn't that like bad bitch energy. Yeah, like not right, at all. It's yeah. very much like 
kind of sweetie and so we literally mm-hmm. took some like headshots of me in like a flannel like country mm-hmm. girl yeah. horse girl vibes right. and like really understanding that um my look is maybe more of a girl next door look yeah, as is. opposed it to is. like being well, like a hot girl so I think understanding my look a little mm-hmm. bit better helped me and that also felt fake I think too in the auditions mm-hmm. I was going on in the fall like that just wasn't what I felt like I resonated with mm-hmm. and yes we're actors and you should be adaptable and things like that but I think kind of taking advantage mm-hmm. of the fact that I know everybody says typecasting is bad, but maybe understanding your type and taking yeah. advantage of that, yeah. especially when you're first starting off in your exactly. career, because exactly. once you kind of have a name, then you can, you can do it out a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I think just understanding my essence mm-hmm. and what sets me apart helped a lot. I also redid my reel again mm-hmm. around the time job yeah, started so what picking did you, up. Did you put, okay, so do you have a separate commercial and theatrical reel? Because you said you mm-hmm. had, you know, you submitted your student like reel at yes. first to like agents yeah, yeah, and managers, yeah. but like when you mm-hmm. updated it, did you have any clips on there? Because now these days, mm-hmm. like I feel like the, the industry is switching in a sense where like they understand that you don't have reels, like, especially if you're just yeah, starting. And, like, yeah. I don't know why that's only now, like, a recent thing. But now they're requesting clips. So, like, they mm-hmm. just need strong clips. Do you have clips or yeah. do you have, like, a reel now? So, I do have a reel on Backstage and LA Casting. Mm-hmm. But for Actors Access, because of the way it's set up, yeah. um, I would recommend doing clips on Actors Access. And then especially your agents can just mm-hmm. pick what clips they want to use. Agreed. So, I do have both. Um, I have, like, my actual reel, which is, like, about two minutes long of just straight, you yeah. know, acting work for theatrical stuff. And then the clips are basically just my reel mm-hmm. broken up based right. on each of those scenes. Um, but yeah, we really like tailored my reel when I redid it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had booked some like indie feature films and things like that. And so we took footage that I was proud of from mm-hmm. those and redid my reel, kind of tailoring it more towards roles that we thought mm-hmm. I would actually play mm-hmm. um and that I like resonated with a little bit mm-hmm. better more so like I guess on the comedic side kind of just like I don't know I don't know gr- like girl best friend mm-hmm. kind of vibes again as opposed to like sexy girl because yeah. that is just not my right. type at all and I think in the fall my agents especially were really pitching me for mm-hmm. that and that was kind of what my first set of pictures repped mm-hmm. but then once they got like sweet like sweeter we got more of an understanding of who I am as a person and got photos and a reel that really showed that side Mm -hmm. of me I started booking more work yeah um once we understood my type a little bit better for sure yeah oh yes yeah Yeah, that's how you freaking do it I'm telling you like I I think that that's a very important thing on you know understanding your type and whatnot and especially when you're pitching to agents and managers you kind of have to know what you can bring to the table and like whatever other talents that you have as well like especially when it comes to the commercial side oh my gosh if you have even the the slightest knowledge in like wrestling or soccer or all these random like things anything that you know how to relatively do semi well Mm -hmm. can be used to your advantage especially in the commercial world so like be as like diverse as you can on all aspects of things Mm -hmm. because you never know when someone's going to need a unicyclist for this one shot like seriously i who told me that someone told me in my life that they like they never did acting but because they could unicycle like they had gotten called in for this taco bell commercial and got paid like what like ten thousand dollars just yeah. like unicycle in a scene sometimes i see breakdowns yeah that are va- like so specific. so specific <laughs> yeah exactly and that's when they do like those nationwide mm-hmm. calls and yeah. so yeah random people just get to get the yeah get that, get bag, that, get that money Seriously. and get in a commercial which is kind of cool and it's great yeah. yeah so that's kind of everything on the acting side i guess but do you feel like do you feel like you finally like found who you are like here in LA? Like, are you, you know, still settling down? Like what what are the thoughts for Sophie? Yeah. 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 I think I am finding the joy in the journey like every day. Cause I feel like, especially I think some people can just kind of think they're going to move out here and like get one big Mm -hmm. audition and like make it overnight. And I think a lot of people that are like, I don't know, naive of the mm-hmm. industry and how it works to yeah. also think that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, people that are non-actors right. think that, like, that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. And so, like, oh, you're like, not, what are you in? <laughs> right, yeah, you're not a Netflix star. Like, yeah. are you even good? And yeah. it's, like, oh, it's very much, it's, like, a, a journey yeah. of... You could be the most talented person in the world, but if nobody knows it... Oh, my gosh. Like, I say that up and down on this podcast 24-7. Yeah, and so yeah. it's about, like, connections it and, is. and things like that. So... I know some actors, and I'm not saying I do the right thing, but I know some actors don't like to self-submit and do mm-hmm. a lot of um, gigs and, like, smaller commercials and, and little feature films and mm-hmm. short films and things like that, and they don't like to 
do that stuff and I think that's okay but I think for me I really really like being busy Mm -hmm. and I like being creative and I like to run from gig to gig I kind of thrive off of being so busy that I'm like dying a little (laughs) bit that is genuinely when I feel like the most alive and Mm -hmm. so I love constantly auditioning Mm -hmm. even if it's not for something huge even if it's just a student film at UCLA like Mm -hmm. I I love auditioning and I love being on set and so kind of my thing is that one thing leads to another really another to another and I've seen that yeah I've seen that in my own life as well and so um yeah I think I don't know if I'll ever truly fully settle down but I think that I am so glad that that everything worked out the way it did. I'm so glad I took out the student loans and I went to college and I found this YouTube job Mm -hmm. that allows me to feel stable and secure. And Mm -hmm. so now I'm not taking like dinky little acting jobs because I need the money. Mm -hmm. I get to do like higher quality, higher paying, um, better acting gigs. And it keeps me loving the craft because I'm not... Yeah, um, you're not just burning yourself out and just like going from it. Yeah, yeah, I'm Mm -hmm. not doing it because I need food or I need rent. Mm -hmm. I get to do it because I love it. And that was always what I wanted. And that's the dream. And Um, I feel like some people, like, again, like... I think when people think about acting, it's very extreme on ends. Like you're either Jennifer Aniston or you're like yeah, no one, you know, exactly. and that's not the case. Most no. actors in, even in the union are working day player jobs all yeah. the time. Like that's their full-time job, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's so many layers and levels to the acting industry, especially yeah. when it comes to being an actual actor in front. Like, like you see, we're talking about gigs that you probably didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. Like it's not always a Netflix call. It's not always an HBO Max yeah. call. Like sometimes it is like someone's student film in USC, and but like you never know who they know, who they know, who they know, exactly, and like yeah. it is about the connections out here. And I think the one pro of also being in, like physically in LA is that when you are working on these sets and stuff, you're developing connections that like you would have never gotten yes. if you were back in your hometown. Yeah. And like now, obviously, social media exists, so like you can definitely just reach out, DM, like reach yeah. out to anyone. But there's nothing like being in person and being like hey I'm here I'm available I can do this meet me in person and like that's when that's when the like the developing of the connections like start you know and like do you feel like that's benefited you a lot as far as the oh absolutely yeah Yeah. even just again going to college in the fall and kind of doing those like I say dinky little auditions Mm -hmm. but meeting those people and those connections um yeah was really important and I would have never had the opportunities I have had being out here had I been in Michigan I wouldn't have been on those sites submitting for those jobs I wouldn't have been making those connections Mm -hmm. and um yeah there's just so much opportunity there is there is um if you really want to do this and you can like afford to Mm -hmm. and come up with like a strategic plan and you really want to be an actor LA is the place to be it is I honestly if it if the industry wasn't here I think about this a lot I don't know that I would be here yeah no I would not here I would not I already know that (laughs) one thousand percent yeah so if yeah if you want to move to LA just simply because you think it's glamorous and stuff like that um it's not no glamorous as it seems yeah it's really not um but there is a lot more opportunity Mm -hmm. here and a lot more creatives here Mm -hmm which is mm-hmm. nice. Honestly, like my favorite thing about LA is the fact that we're all here like chasing a doing dream. Doing the thing, yeah. yeah and it's true. It's so cool mm-hmm. to see people literally just going for what they want and yeah. like everyone has that same amount of like drive and hustle and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, what is like kind of a week in your life look like? I used to ask people these questions like right before I restarted my podcast and I haven't asked anyone yet since restarting the podcast. So yeah. I think you're a cool person to be like, what is a week in your life look like? Even yeah. though it might not be you know, the same at all. Yes. But give us a rundown. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think the funny thing about being a creative, and I'm sure you get this, mm-hmm. Jada, is that, oh, yeah. again, every week is different. <laughs> so every week different. is crazy. And especially as an actor, when an audition pops mm-hmm. up, well, there goes all it of your plans. everything, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But let's just say, okay, so technically the day job that I work, we mm-hmm. quote-unquote technically work Monday through Thursday, mm-hmm. 9 to 6. is like relatively mm-hmm. our hours. Um, but then, um, you know, it's a, it's a YouTube job, so depending on the sets, sometimes mm-hmm. that changes in and of itself. Sometimes we'll work 2 to 10. Like, yeah. it really does depend. But let's just say typical week, 9 to 6, um, Monday through Thursday, mm-hmm. I will work. And then oftentimes I will book something. I feel like a lot of my gigs are on Thursdays or Fridays, mm-hmm. which I get very lucky if it's on a That's Friday because nice. I don't work Fridays. Yeah. Um, so honestly, this year so far, everything I've booked – except for this past Thursday but prior to this past Thursday everything I had booked had been on a weekend which oh, was lucky quite you. Nice. yeah and so um yeah let's say that you know I work Monday through Thursday so I'm kind of crazy in the sense that I wake up at like four or five a.m yeah I know because um I know 
yeah. So I wake up super duper early. And the reason I do this is because I prefer to self-tape in the morning mm. as opposed to That's after so work at like six. Oh yeah, because you're drained. Exactly. Yeah. I'm drained. Mm-hmm. So in the morning, I'm very much a morning person. Like I, I'm one of those annoying people that wakes up and I'm like, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wake up and I, ooh, sorry. You're good. <laughs> uh, I wake up with all of this like creative energy mm-hmm. and I feel good in the morning. And so I found that when I was like self-taping after work, I was yeah. just You could see inside. yourself on especially, camera like dead. Yeah. yeah. Especially if it was a day where we were filming and like running from location to location. Like I just felt like all my creativity was gone. And so mm-hmm. I do wake up at like four or five in the morning to self-tape. And honestly, because I am somebody who does backstage and LA casting mm-hmm. and casting frontier and I self-submit, I'm self-taping a lot. So I would mm-hmm. say like probably two mornings a week at least of those four I'm doing at least one self-tape granted not every I mean you know not Mm -hmm. every self-tape is equal not every self-tape requires a lot of me sometimes it's one line if it's like a commercial audition um so yeah I'll usually wake up super early um to do my auditions but prior to that um I'll usually go to the gym that's something that helps keep Mm -hmm. me sane that's something that I like um I'm a big fiend for movement I think we should get our bodies moving so I'll usually go to the gym come home shower self-tape go Mm -hmm. to work from about nine to six relatively Mm -hmm. and then um I will submit usually after work so I'll spend um 30 minutes to an hour probably Mm -hmm. submitting on all of those sites backstage LA casting actors access sometimes if I get time during the day on my break Mm -hmm. if we're not shooting too much I will do it then but I don't always have that and so I will come home. I will self-submit. I even do Facebook groups, which are a little yeah. controversial. Yeah. But let me tell you guys, I was working on a feature film this month that's going to be on Tubi, T-U-B-I, come that on. network that's yeah, up yeah, and coming. Tubi. And I got it from Facebook at no first. Way. And it ended up being like a really cool non-union production. They are the same company. They film like sh- the Sharknado movies, mm. if you guys are familiar with those. They do a lot of like spin-offs mm-hmm. of big movies. Um, and so, yeah, I was working on that a couple weekends this month and I got that off of Facebook and the casting director, Mm -hmm. she's super awesome. She has done Netflix films before Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So again, just Mm -hmm. like gotta be, gotta be searching. Right. Seriously. um, Gosh, I don't even know how I got there. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, self-tape in the morning, submit after work, go to bed, whatever. Um, and then usually throughout the week I will book. I have been very, very lucky where I feel like I do typically do at least one gig a week. I feel like that's not lucky though. Um, you definitely set yourself up okay, to, well, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm guess, definitely lucky in a sense, like you're grateful, but like, I yeah. think that you seriously like put your whole foot and a half, like into everything I that do. you do. Um, you, she's like, I do. <laughs> I do. You do. Yeah. And like, it, but that pays off because like it starts doing this domino effect where you know this person that mm-hmm. knows this person and like, oh, yeah. they need someone who needs to do this but like you worked with them like two weeks ago whatever and like exactly yeah that's amazing Mm -hmm. i see you working constantly guys you guys have to follow up on her youtube channel too because it's my favorite channel to watch every time she drops i'm like yes i'm watching on my big screen all the time (laughs) always vlogging Um, your day and now you're a youtuber (laughs) right right right, yeah we love Uh, it thank you little youtuber it's it's a hobby for me it's amazing um, yeah um so yeah typically and when i say gig it's not always like Right. It's not always a 2B feature film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always... I worked on a little... I had a small little part in a Netflix film last year. It's not always that. Mm-hmm. I don't always get my own trailer. It's not mm-hmm. always big stuff like that. Um, it's not even always, like, small commercial shoots. Right. Sometimes it's a print modeling shoot. Like, mm-hmm. this past week, I had a gig on Thursday, and it was me doing modeling for a book cover. Oh, and so sick. Yeah, and so I was in a princess gown, and... Oh, I and, saw that on your story yeah, this morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the photographer, he has a good, like, following on Instagram, and yep. he works with a lot of cool people, and so... Um, that was really cool and then the creative director he has done some other commercial shoots so you know making connections mm-hmm. um and that way so when i say gig it doesn't always it's not yeah. always a big acting thing but, but every it's gig just is staying a gig. Yeah. yeah and it's mm-hmm. staying creative and it's um yeah putting yourself out there so then typically yeah i'll have like a gig and then so let's say the gigs on friday and mm-hmm. then saturday usually i will my theatrical self tapes i can't always do those in the morning because those require more mm-hmm of me I feel like and so um if I can and I usually do stack up a couple theatrical Mm -hmm. auditions throughout the week and then usually they're not due till like a week after if that's you're lucky. crazy yeah um, you know what's funny i just got two like through actors access like mm-hmm. through just self-submitting and like yeah. they were due like a week later and i was like huh that never happens yeah. like through my actual agent which is crazy yeah. they're usually like 
two-day turnaround which true sucks but, yeah that does yeah suck. but that has but, been happening um, like you get like a week that's yeah just nice. yeah and so usually i will stack up some theatrical mm-hmm. auditions and then i will do those on like a saturday for example mm-hmm. which a self-tape audition saying you have three theatrical if you're not like super in the industry that might sound like oh like whatever just you know yeah. three self no, but, but if you're lot. an actor yeah to like set up and then to learn the lines yeah. and to get a reader it really is like that will take up a lot of yeah. my Saturday a lot of the time. 1,000%. Um, and then also, so at the moment, I'm a big believer in acting classes. Mm-hmm. And so at the moment, because of my schedule starting this year, I haven't been doing in-person acting classes mm-hmm. like I was last year. But I am doing, Margie Haber has a acting yeah. program where you can do it whenever you want. And mm-hmm. so I am currently enrolled in that. So I do try to work on that um, at least two hours a week is what I say, just to keep myself mm-hmm. immersed in the craft. So yeah. usually um, I will do that. I'll do it for longer on Saturdays if I don't don't have as many self-tapes but usually that ends up happening on Saturdays um mm-hmm. and then the self-taping and then Sundays I consider my like chill days so I try mm-hmm. to like grocery shop yeah meal prep literally like there are days um I meal prep and I bring lunch and dinner with me mm-hmm. everywhere I go because there are days um last year I was working on a commercial for a video game um during the day and so mm-hmm. i was doing that shoot and then i was submitting because again you get paid to wait around correct on set. so you know i'm sitting there just submitting <laughs> on my phone because like whatever i had nothing better to do mm-hmm. and they were looking for again this was just one of those lucky times where they were looking for a blonde girl who could do a back bend <laughs> and i like, used to, sure. i did competitive dance for a few years um back in high school and i do yoga and stuff so i can do a back mm-hmm. bend um so it was one of those things where i just like typed in the notes like yeah i'm five nine i'm blonde i can do a back bend like whatever um and she was like can you be there tonight and i was like i'm on set right now um she wanted me there at like six and that's when the shoot was supposed Mm -hmm. to end so i was like i can't be there at six can you work with me and i can be there at like eight it was like um it was in a little bit northern Mm -hmm. california um and she's like let me check with the director like da 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 um and it ended up being okay. I talked mm-hmm. to the commercial I was working on as well. They let me leave a little bit early. So lucky for me, I had brought dinner with me. So I'm mm-hmm. scarfing down dinner as I drive from one set. I'd been on set from eight to six um, to the next set from Dang. eight. This was an overnight shoot. So we shot from Yikes. 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. I was oh my on set. Gosh. But thank God I did this gig because this was the Netflix feature oh. film. It's a feature film that's going to be on Netflix later this year, I mm-hmm. think. Um, a big SAG project, but because they needed something mm-hmm. so specific, they were willing to go um, non-union, and so mm-hmm. that was how I ended up. I ended up having my own trailer and like wow. Did you get a awesome. SAG voucher for it? Um, I got something. Yeah, you were like something. I would think um, you they would. Did they did something yeah. for it. Um, I need to call SAG and like figure yeah, out my seriously. status. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I did that, and that was like so much waiting mm-hmm. around that night. Though I was just like sitting in this trailer um, for literally so long, and yeah. then they. Um, took me on a little golf cart to set. I did my thing. I was literally on actual camera, maybe five yeah. minutes doing my little <laughs> right. thing. Um, and then, but yeah, had I not been like on set mm-hmm. and not ready to go, like I had my dinner packed. See, I always do this stuff and I'm always ready to go. I right. think it's the thing for yeah. me. So when opportunity strikes, they always say what success is when luck meets preparation mm. and so I always am prepared because I never know seriously when these crazy things are going to happen and like obviously that big it was a tiny little spot in a Netflix and it's not going to make my future mm-hmm. but just being but a part still, of that yeah. and, and having fun and um I vlogged that night too that's a nice Ooh, yes. little if you go back a few little bit you'll be able to see that but um yeah I think just always being prepared mm-hmm. for the craziness of of LA yeah so. that's all you can really schedule it's just like being prepared whatever and yeah. like that's all you can kind of <laughs> schedule and prepare like I try yeah. and like prepare as much as I can for the week but like you really can't like if something it's pops true. up like that prioritizes everything until yep. it's done and then the next and then the next so yep. it's fun I, I think I actually enjoyed the like non-linearness of it all because oh, like too. yeah because I, I don't like doing the same thing every day mm-hmm. so it's fine for me I don't mind yeah, like same. and I'm also the type of person that's like yo Sophie you want to record this Saturday like at 10 like yes. but then I'm like but if anything changes let me know I will let you know if anything changes if anything changes exactly and everything yeah. is tentative yeah. especially when it comes to making plans with yeah. friends which is so sad know, because yeah. um sometimes I think back to high school mm-hmm. I'm like when I'm saying out with people like all yeah. the time mm-hmm. like the early days of high school but now I know it's so yeah. tentative just because especially in LA we're all mm-hmm. you know everybody's doing it Seriously. everybody's busy out here yeah. we all have a million things going on um but also that's nice in a sense mm-hmm. too because then you don't feel like in a hole when you yeah. can't make it right. we all understand mm-hmm. yeah I think we made it to kind of the end ish but obviously I'm going to ask you about your top adulting tip you may or may not have thought oh. about it but you can oh. say anything my top adulting tip you can literally say oh I anything. knew you were gonna ask this mm-hmm. but I didn't okay <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna ask this but I didn't yeah I think my top adulting tip is honestly get to know yourself mm. 
Um, and so I know I feel like that yeah, sounds really like, oh yeah, deep. but I guess just in the sense that like, I feel like nowadays we're not very self-aware. We're constantly mm-hmm. like consuming content we're and too self-aware, from but in like not the right think. way. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think trying to really get to know yourself without all of the like chatter around you Seriously. and things like that is really important especially those of us that are creatives a lot of the time we're people mm-hmm. pleasers yeah and so like you don't really know what you sources. like yeah. exactly you like anything. so many people yeah. are throwing things at you all the time that it's like sometimes I get to the end of the day and I'm like like am I happy did I like, did, did yeah. I like what mm-hmm. I was doing today right. um so I think just yeah getting to know yourself and basically just like checking in with yourself mm-hmm. every once in a while make sure you're you're doing okay you're doing mm-hmm. what you want to be doing because life really is so short mm-hmm. and so you don't want to just be like living and not knowing what yeah yeah just yeah. like living and not being present mm-hmm. and not knowing what you're doing I guess yeah so just figure out what it is that you want and then go after that I'm not saying be impulsive or anything mm-hmm. like that figure out what you want come up with a realistic mm-hmm. plan to get to where you want but just make sure you're mm-hmm. checking in with yourself and and you're living your life to the fullest that you possibly can be yeah that's the greatest thing ever because I, I'm such a person that advocates for alone time because yes, like when you don't spend yeah. time alone and you're constantly with people I mean you do become the people that you hang out yes. with the most so if you're not spending time alone you really don't know what you like and that sounds mm-hmm. kind of productive because you're like well if I'm spending time alone I don't really know what to do and I'm like that's when that's yes. when creativity comes in like exactly. that's when you got to figure out like oh what shows would I watch if my friends weren't telling me to do it like yeah. what things would I do you know and it's like when you start yeah. figuring out that stuff it's like then you can start bringing yourself into more things where where I mean like bringing yourself creatively into more things yeah. bringing yourself mentally into more things because mm-hmm. then you're more aware of like who you are as a person yes. so I completely agree yeah a good one yeah this was such a fun episode i need you to plug all of your handles go for it oh i am sophie jordan collins on instagram Mm -hmm. and then my youtube is just sophie collins aka the best youtuber of all time you guys all know (laughs) i um (laughs) those are basically the only two that i'm on yeah much i have a tiktok it's sofa loaf come on s-o-p-h-u-h loaf l-o-a-f I love so that. Um, yeah, I went through a cringy little POV. Phase, oh, we love so it. So you guys, it. you guys are gonna, you mm-hmm. know, I just expose myself right here right now. Just go watch this. You no, know, get it's a great. Ah, oh, thank um, you so much for coming out to the podcast. Yeah, thank You're you for a light. Me. Yay.